it's Brad with another Tactical Tip Tuesdays, and I am joined by my best friend uh, in the whole wide world, Jody Holland. Uh, he's a trainer and speaker, uh, but in store for you today, he's actually going to teach you something uh, pretty cool. Uh, he taught. I met Jody probably eight years ago in Leadership Amarillo, and I was fascinated by something that he does called face reading. Um, and I've used face reading throughout my career since he's taught me how to do this um, to help connect with people and take down barriers that they might not know they have so that you can help them solve whatever problem that they're having. Um, so Jody, welcome to Tactical Tip Tuesdays. I know you're not a car guy, uh, but I'm super <laughs> interested to hear your take on this. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Um, when you were asking me about this, I thought, oh, that's kind of a cool way to look at things to try to figure out what's the approach that allows you to connect quickly with people. So we're thinking about it from the service department. And there are three primary characteristics on the face that you would want to look at. The first is the eyebrows. The eyebrows are either going to be flat, they're going to be rounded, or when they raise their eyebrow, it's going to look like it has a little spike like a rooftop in the eyebrow. Uh, the flat eyebrows, you want to get to the point quickly. It's task before relationship. So building rapport with somebody who has flat eyebrows is simply saying, hello, and you're good. They don't need any more rapport than that. You can be friendly to them after you answer their questions about the car or what they're in there for, or how you can help. So around and then take immediate action. Go straight into the action. Okay. Yeah, so you really don't need rapport on the flat eyebrows, people. Uh, on the rounded eyebrows, you want to take a little bit of time. You're like, oh, it's a really nice car. I like this vehicle. Or, you know, haven't you been in here before? Something that makes them feel like they're connecting with you. Because as soon as they feel like they've connected with you, they relate. So remember, rounded is relationship. Uh, flat to the point. Then the third type, that's the arched. Now, the arched eyebrow, which looks like literally like a rooftop about three quarters yeah. of the way out on the eyebrow, uh, you've got a little bit of that. Yeah. That's, that's, I don't like things to be out of control. So with those people, you need to make sure that you're very prepared. And if you just watch their face, they do that a lot. Like a lot of people, when they're explaining things, they raise their eyebrows to make their point. Right. And when they do that, just look. And if it looks like it arches, especially on the right, that's the most important one because that's related to their external world or the way that they're interacting with you. So, so and, what's something you would say to that person? Like, hey, I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. I'm going to make yeah, sure. Yeah, they want to know the process. Okay. So you're going to go, hey, there's going to be four steps in the process. We have this amazing system through Fixed Digital. It's going to make sure that you stay on track the whole time. It's step one, we'll do this. Step two, we'll do this. Step three, we'll do this. You'll be good to go. Should take approximately X amount of time. And so you map it out really quickly for them so they know the steps and they know exactly what's supposed to happen. I honestly, I'm going to tell you this though, don't violate what you said was going to happen. Don't tell them 15 minutes and take an hour. So, I, so, so, uh, under promise and over deliver, right? To those, that's exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and I know that you've told me, and I'm going to go into this because I know this part pretty well. So, whenever you're looking at people, which is really interesting, and this is what Jody taught me, you look at their ears on how they communicate with stuff, right? Mm -hmm. If you see how my ears are kind of turned inside out and it looks like the inner ear ridge is kind of flipped inside out, those are kinesthetic people. So those are the people that when you greet them and they're going to come into the 
room, you're going to shake their hand and touch the back of their elbow. Not, not anything too crazy, but that's the yeah. type of greeting that you have. A lot of those people are going to be real huggy and touchy feely type people. So they might come in pretty often and they want, they might want to give you a hug or something like that. Um, and then what's the other two types uh, of people that you, that you see communication style? So the visual type, that's a small ear compared to the size of the head. So you compare it to the size of their head. So it looks like it's really small and it's not turned back excellent memory on the kinesthetic so just a small ear then you want to show them the things that you're going to do so even if you just take the clipboard and you've got a list of the things you're going to cover you say you know we're going to do this first and we're going to do this and you're pointing to the thing so they look at something on the car itself if you're showing them what you did you'd say well we did this and this and this and uh, you know we had the floor mats in here let me remove those but you're you're explaining what you're doing by pointing or letting them see. The visual people want to see stuff. The auditory people, people they're kind of like the control. They want to know that you have a process. So they may want to talk a little bit longer. They probably have some questions about what it is that you're going to be doing on the car. They may or may not know anything about the vehicle, but auditory people like to talk. So if you say, hey, we're going to change your oil. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Uh, what weight are you going to be using? Do you have high mileage? Is yeah. that full synthetic? So they may ask a bunch of questions, indulge them on the questions, and ideally give them a little bit of a compliment, like, man, you got some great questions there. So any kind of verbal feedback is good for them, and they are large ears compared to the size of the head. Regardless of the size, they're going to kind of stick out from the side. And the further they stick out, the more independent that person is. So the more they want to control the situation or create the process. But those three types, and that was the second characteristic is the ears on as folded back as kinesthetic. They, Brad's exactly right. You want to do what I would call the double handshake. So you're going to shake hands. You're either going to put your hand on top of their wrist or you're going to tap their elbow or you're going to tap their shoulder. Those are the ones that you do. Obviously don't do anything weird like cup their face or anything strange like that. But some, Brad's right. Some of those guys, they yeah. just go in for a hug. I've, I've got a number of people that I know that, like, come here, man, give me a hug. I'm like, okay, because I'm not really the hugger kind, but but you learn to adapt to them. And that's the whole point is you're adapting your style to what they're like. Yeah. The and third and, part. And I ahead. think something that's interesting, right, is like I've heard a lot of people say in the past, like we've talked about this quite a bit, me and you, is like, this is all a bunch of mumbo jumbo. I don't know. I don't know if this is true. I don't know if it works. So uh, one thing you told me this is really interesting is this is how Disney draws cartoon characters. They use the yeah. sign to draw cartoon characters to make you feel different ways about people. And I'm sure you're going to go into the third one, which kind of tells you how people make decisions. So, yeah, there, well, and there's two factors there. The self-evaluation is what I would find to be the most important. So this is how they're framing their world compared to you, which is their chin. Uh, square chin, it's all about... I want to get it done. I want the goal to happen. Rounded chin is all about, I want to relate just like the eyebrows rounded is relationship in every aspect of the face and then pointed. And that's the one that Disney mastered more than anything else. Think Cruella DeVille. If somebody's got angular cheekbones kind of come out and then it goes down to a V. So it looks like a fairly sharp point on the chin. That's the kind of person that's pretty self-absorbed. And you're, you're going to have a little more struggle with that person when it comes to satisfying them with service. 
So just be patient, let them have a little bit of control because it's whatever's in their head is what's right to them, even if it doesn't matter. The so hardest so if you have if you have a guy that walks in that looks like Jabbar off of Aladdin, <laughs> you might want to have a couple extra genie lamps laying around. Yeah. Just you may want to get the magic out and kind of get yeah. things going back in the right direction there. Yeah. Um, so then you talked about decision-making, and that's the forehead. The forehead's really interesting, but it's harder to read right. than any other unless aspect of the face. Unless you because, have like a side profile. Yeah, side profile helps, but you're trying to determine from right here, the outside edges of the eyebrows, does it look like it's flat or does it look more rounded? So if it looks like it kind of comes out a little bit, or flat across so like somebody that does that a lot they're always looking for the logic so they want to know that you have a process you have a system that you've got the technology to support what's needed the rounded they want to like you so most of your decisions are either emotional that's the rounded or logical that's the flat and that's really the only two kinds of decision making it's two different parts of the brain that are used depending on the shape of the forehead and the forehead is a reflection of which part of the brain is dominant. So the limbic center of the emotions, that's the rounded. And then the prefrontal cortex, sometimes called the new brain, that's the logic. It's going to be hard to explain like the logical sequence to somebody that's emotional and hard to create an emotional response from somebody that's logical. So, so you want to make sure you would adjust your, your wording to them. So when you're looking at something like that, right? Uh, and you're looking at and this is how I applied it when I was selling cars, but this is how you would apply it in the service department. If you see someone that's more emotional or you see someone more logical, the emotional persons, you're going to want to go on safety and how their family's going to be safe and their grandma's going to be safe. And this is going to be this is going to make sure that you're safe. Yeah, get all their feels on, on the on the logical side. You're going to explain the processes you took and how mm -hmm. the repair was done and how, how, how it's up to standard now and all of that kind of stuff, because that's, that's what's gonna connect with them the best. Yeah, and I would talk about like the positive longevity of the car right. based on doing the maintenance and staying in front of stuff. That's the logical people. Right. And they go, well, I mean, 100,000 miles, I'm supposed to do this. I might as well do it because that's what you're supposed to do. They're very big on what you're supposed to do. The emotional people are very big, like you said, on protecting their family and that kind of stuff. They honestly don't care about their brake fluid. Right. They care that their brakes work because their family's in the car. Let me ask you one question that's not psychology or, or training related. And I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit here. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't I didn't ask you this question. As a guy that gets your your uh, car service at a dealership, which I know you do, mm -hmm. what's one thing if you were running the dealership on the service side that you change? Oh man, there's actually multiple things that I would change. Give me, on a there. Give me a couple then. All right. So the first thing I would change is I would streamline some of the processes so that an oil change doesn't take an hour and 10 minutes. Like that's one of the most frustrating things that you go through. The price is fine. It's the same as pretty much everywhere else. Right. Uh, I like getting it done at the dealership because I trust the dealership. But if I set an appointment to be there at 7 a.m., and you're 30 minutes behind before the day started, that's yeah. kind of an issue. So time management and project management, like the flow of the work is really important. The second thing that if I were in charge or owned a dealership that I would do is I would make sure that I had some kind of a, a VIP program where people paid a monthly fee and they'd come in get everything taken care of. And they just said, hey, you know, 
time for your old change, just bring it in. Like I, if I just had 50 bucks a month on my credit card and I could swing by for anything I needed and it was a little better taken care of, I would be all in. And there you see a lot of that in every industry now where they're doing something that makes people feel quote unquote more special. Like you think about all the times you've flown, right? If you're like, I fly Southwest, that's the one I try to be as loyal to as possible. Right. But when I'm flying Southwest, I've got status and it's not like you get a, you know, front row seat, but you get yeah. on first. Right. You don't, every you don't, little, yeah, every little thing counts. on that side of stuff. And I, I hear you. I think those are two excellent points. And there's a lot of companies out there are doing a good job of trying to do that. Um, I, I think part of the reason why it takes a little longer is some of the shops still have uh, the used cars they take in go through the shop. And a lot of people are changing that. That's, that's one of the things that are changing to try to grab some more market share back. Um, I, I'll tell you this, you know, I use Jody's face reading on the sell side. So if it was a kinesthetic person, I would say, hey, do you see, see how that feels? Do you feel this? Do you feel that? Touch this, touch that, because they're very touchy. If it was a visual person, I would ask them, hey, do you see yourself driving this? Do you see this in your driveway? Do you see mm -hmm. you and your family taking a trip on this? And if it was auditory, it's like, hey, do you hear this? Let's turn the radio on. Let's turn this on. Let's turn that on. So it really helped me connect with different people. Also helps me on the on the vendor side of things, talking to dealerships and learning how to connect with each individual person. Because once you can kind of find out those three things, you can really make a um, really make a case on how to do that. Uh, I, I will uh, put in the comments that Jody actually has a, a book that's on Amazon uh, called Faces of Reality that has a lot of these. There's also fun ones in there. There's also some from profiles like don't let this guy date my daughter and um, <laughs> don't play poker with this guy, which is two that we came up with on a Sunday, yep. uh, Sunday morning breakfast. So uh, I'm super excited that you got to come on and share uh, anything else you got uh, that, that you want to talk about for for your episode. So yeah, I just want to throw this one thing out there. The better you take care of people on the service side, the more likely they are to buy on the sales side. Uh, I don't think a lot of people realize how direct of a connection that is. And obviously, I'm sitting at an airport here. Let's give that a second. But yeah, it, the more you take care of people on the service side, the easier it is for them to trust you in every aspect. Because if right. you sell them something, but you don't take care of them, they stop trusting the salesperson. So the service side, in my opinion, is more important even than the sales side for driving long-term revenue <laughs> and growth. And that's why I find what you guys do at Fixstop so important because you're building that trust factor. And that's yeah. what makes it work so well. Well, you know, having that one person that's like, hey, if anything goes wrong, I'm your person to contact to. Right. It's super important. And luckily we were able to pull that over on the Fixstop digital side and say, hey, you know, if anything goes wrong, I don't care if it's your website or your CRM or your DMS or anything, call us first because we have big networks. We can, we know a lot of people we can get those taken care of. Well, thank, thank you for stopping in. I know you're at the airport. I appreciate you doing this. Absolutely. Uh, we had to reschedule a couple of times, but uh, I'm excited. This will come out tomorrow. So it'll be pretty awesome. Uh, and have a safe flight, my friend. I will. Thanks, Brad. Take care.